Good morning, Rumble Cash. It's your girl, Sagacious Queen. And on this topic, I want to talk about relationships and marriages. Um, I'm just going to go from my notes that I sketched out because I really just want to try to stay on topic. I'm going to try to stay on topic. But, of course, y'all know I get the rambling and the switch topics in a minute. But my main focus is today is that I really want to talk about relationships and marriages. Staying and going and moving on and all that good stuff. But I'm going to be short and straight to the point. Because I'm looking at it. I'm seeing things from a different point of view and when you grow and you change you tend to look at things from angles that you never looked at it when you was in the situation and for me um well for anybody it's hard to see other people's point of view when you're in the situation because if you're in the situation you're only concerned about the way it looks and feels to you not the people around you and, you know, who's to say whether it's good or bad point of view or, you know, logical or illogical. It's only for the people involved. Um, but anyway, let's get started. Jumping right into it. So lately, weddings and marriage have been on my mind. No, I'm not engaged. No, I'm not doing it again. Maybe it'll happen one day, but I'm not rushing it. But anyway, most times we associate marriages and long-term relationship with positivity we always focus on the positive and um how good things look and all that not knowing what's really going on underneath or behind closed doors so again let me just first say let me put this disclaimer out there because people are quick to say that because you're divorced or out of a relationship you're a bitter or mad black woman and all that good stuff I'm not against marriage just because mine didn't work out. Marriage is a great thing when it works. Keyword, when it works. Every marriage doesn't work. And the world will have you thinking that it does. That just because you get married, life's going to be smooth sailing. Every marriage doesn't work. God doesn't put every marriage together God is not in every marriage sometimes sometimes people just want to rush and do stuff on their own and that's what I want to talk about today the marriages the marriages that are not put together by God and I know what you're thinking how do I know which marriage is or ain't put, not put by God put together by God sorry Okay, so, we all know Matthew 19 and 6. People are quick to quote that scripture. What God put together, let no man put asunder. You hear it in marriage vows. You hear it in relationship issues. All of that. So, that begs the question. If God didn't put the marriage together, does that mean that it can be put asunder? Hmm? Something to think about. I'm serious. People love talking about the ramifications of divorcing or coming, you know, put you no know, ramification of divorce or breakup as it relates to what God says. But God also says 
Psalm 27:14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Meaning that in all that we do, we should wait on the Lord to reveal that that's the right thing for us to be doing. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting off topic. I'm not going to you know, talk to you about spirituality, Christian values, about marriage and relationships, and, and bombard you with verses all day. I just wanted to pinpoint those two scriptures. Because people always use Matthew 19 and 6 to justify staying married. Even if you're in a bad marriage, people always use that scripture. So are we to say that you're supposed to continue to be in a bad marriage? Are we to say that you're continuing to be in a uh, bad relationship just because you feel like God put you together? Okay, let's take it a little further. Um, what if you feel like your future husband or soulmate is already tied to a marriage that wasn't put by God? Let me repeat, because a lot of people go go take this this one this point kind of hard and try to reword what I said, and you know it, it's go it's go rough for some feathers. But y'all know I'm an open book, I'm very transparent, and I ain't gonna say that I say what I want or do what I want, but I'm gonna say that I look at things differently now, and I can explore a topic that most people wouldn't even want to talk want to talk about but um but what happens what happens when your soulmate or somebody that you feel is your soulmate or future husband is already tied to a marriage that you feel was not put together by God now maybe I live in a fantasy world but I do believe it happens more than we know more than people talk about more than people care for us to know because it's taboo and nobody wants to talk about that subject but I personally know personally know several marriages that happen because of convenience financial reasons or just for the sake of being married and I'm not just gonna blame this on other people if I'm being honest I really think my marriage was out of convenience I mean, don't get me wrong. We loved each other. We still love each other. And marriage was the ultimate goal when we were dating. But I think we rushed it. I think we gave into the pressures of family members and friends and church um, members saying that we already had two kids out of wedlock. You know, um, we already had all these years together. And we felt that we needed to commit. It wasn't God. We didn't ask God was it time for us to get married. We just rushed it. We, we really rushed it. And I can say that now, looking back, reflecting over our relationship and my marriage, now that we're divorced because we didn't wait on God. We rushed it. I mean, we rushed it so much. It was no engagement, period. It was no proposal. It was none of that. We simply decided it was time to commit, time to get married. I picked our rings I like. We decided on one. We set a date, and boom, we got married. But the Lord, but Lord, the signs was everywhere. 
And when I say signs, signs that we should not have been getting married. I think I was about 19, going on 20 at the time. The signs was everywhere. We, we should not have been married. We should not have been getting married at that time, I should say. We had a shady photographer. Our son got sick days before the wedding. It rained on our wedding day. Oh, we couldn't get all the wedding decorations the day before the wedding. I think because it rained that day too. Or because of uh, the fact that my son was sick and that we ended up having him the day before the wedding. So we had to do um, the decoration the day of the wedding. So the decoration at my wedding, it sucked out. It was horrible. But I was so hell-bent on marrying this man that I didn't care. I overlooked all them signs because I wanted to be married. I wanted to marry the father of my kids. I always wanted my kids to be in a two-parent home because I didn't come from one. And I felt that marriage, getting married to their dad was the best outcome for them. And nowhere in none of that planning did I stop one time and ask God, should I have been getting married? Not one time. Anyway, let me show you how God will continue to show you stuff when you go against his word or you don't wait on his word. Um, Remember that shady photographer I mentioned? He ended up booking another wedding the same day as mine. Now, I don't know who was booked first, me or the young lady, but because it was two weddings the same day, I had to take my pictures before my wedding. Yeah, you heard me right. I had to take my wedding pictures before the wedding. I should have knew <laughs> that wedding was doomed from that. Because half of the wedding party wasn't there for pictures. My family was late with the food because they couldn't find the location. The music for the ceremony got screwed up. Oh my God, I think Don't Change from Music played, I know, about five times. About five times in its entirety entirety so that's like three minutes four three four minutes each round that was like 15 20 minutes just for the song to play our oldest daughter fell asleep and couldn't be in the ceremony at this time only had two kids Didi was like a year and a half and dj was like five months my son was already sick in some way somehow his granddad dropped him. Yeah, literally dropped my baby. We forgot to light the unity candle. We left the party fla- favors and um, the broom for the jumping the broom ceremony at home. Um, during the reception, somebody stole my husband's plate. So he didn't get to eat at our own wedding. And by the end of the night, we were so tired and hungry. We ate Wendy's and chilled at our house with the wedding party. We didn't even consummate our marriage on our wedding day. I know you thinking like, whew, that's a lot. Like, bad luck like a motherfucker. And even with all of that going on, at no point in time did I think, man, we should just call this off. We should just wait. At no point. B- 
because I was so hell bent on being married to this man. Now, don't get me wrong. I loved my husband. I did. I think I've loved him since the first time I saw him. But even with all of those things going wrong, I still forced. We still forced it. We still got married. Thinking that, oh, it's just, you know, bad timing or whatever. It's going to get better. I just, looking back on it now, I don't know why I didn't call it off. I don't know why I didn't call off the entire thing. Like, we shouldn't have not have gotten married on that day. Oh, and did I mention we even forgot the marriage license? Yeah, we did. So when I say I should have called off that wedding, I should have called off that wedding. I had no business being getting married that young. I knew God didn't tell us to get married. I knew it. Yet we did it anyway. And I think that played a big role in all the trouble that we endured over the years, over the course of our marriage. Even though, and and most people that know me know that me and my husband would have eventually got married. Because I think we really did love each other. We really do love each other still, even though we're divorced. But our issue was we didn't wait on God. We didn't. We didn't wait on God and we forced it. And because of that, we struggled greatly in our marriage. We made, we forced 16 years of marriage together. But I can only say, and I'm sure he can too, that we was only happy for maybe three of those years, four at most. Because we was constantly back and forth, break up, back together, separate, back together, on the verge of divorce, back together, about to file for divorce, never file, file divorce, never finished it. Like we went through so many ups and downs simply because we didn't wait on God. And I know what you're probably thinking. So now that you know all this, would you remarry him now? No, I don't know what the future holds for us, but I will say that being divorced we are back to being friends like we were before we was married we are back to that place where we love each other we even like each other now and most married couples gonna get that we like each other now because you can love somebody and not like them getting off subject just another topic anyway so let's get back to our question what if you're in a relationship or you're married to someone and you know that that's not the person that you want to be with? That you're over here, but your heart and mind is somewhere else. What do you do? Is that possible? It's possible. Let's just say... You met the man or woman of your dreams, but they married or in a long-term relationship. What do you do? The logical answer is, you know, if y'all want to be together that bad, you know, y'all should leave whoever you're with or divorce if you're married and 
be together and live happily ever after, right? That's the grown-up way to do things, you know? I'm not going to start anything over here until I end what's over here. But let's be real. In this life, things are never that easy. It's always one foot out the door or, you know, you leave mentally before you leave physically, you know? It's never black and white. It's never really that simple. Because situations, circumstances, family life, kids, jobs, all of that play a role in it. And some decisions just can't be made on a whim or right away. And I say all that to say, as soon as that person do get the screen to leave, whether they ask God to reveal and remove or they just leap, there are always going to be some judgmental people out there ready to spew scriptures at you and tell you what you didn't do or you should do or what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right. There's always going to be some negativity. And sometimes it's some positivity. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes, and I'm going to say this, it's going to sound bad. Sometimes that other woman or that other man, that side chick or that side dude, is your blessing. Bear with me. If I'm in this marriage, and I know it was not ordained by God, it was something I did for likes, out of spite, for financial reasons, for convenience, or just to simply say that I have a husband or I married somebody to keep him from somebody else. Even if I did all of that, then how can I expect it to be good? So maybe that sad person coming in is God's way of telling you this ain't where you need to be. This ain't who you're supposed to be with. A lot of times when the issue of another woman or another man come up, we look at it as in what am I not doing? What am I doing wrong? Why am I not enough? Have I let myself go? We we start to blame ourselves eternally. But most of the time, and, and I'm going to say this, most of the time when a person cheat has nothing to do with you, it's because the other person wanted to do it and they did it. Point blank, period. But looking at it now, and in, in all of my growth, sometimes that side piece is your blessing. Because perhaps God has already tried to remove you from that relationship. And he delivered you from it. Thought you was clear of it. And guess what? You ran right back to it. So he had to push a little bit harder to get you away. Got you away again. You ran right back to it. Why? Because it's comfortable. Because it's familiar. Because... It's the fear of starting over. And I'd rather just have bad times with the person that I'm with than start over with somebody new because I don't know what's going to happen with somebody new. It's all of that into one. So we run back again 
to the very thing that God is trying to take us from. Until it gets to the point where God pushes us so hard that we have to sit and face and analyze that, you know what? I shouldn't be in this relationship. I shouldn't be in this marriage. When you're struggling more than you're loving each other, when you just lose yourself in a relationship, that's God pushing you, edging you that this ain't where you want to be. Because I don't care what nobody say. And I don't care how strongly people believe in marriage and all that. God don't want you to be nowhere you unhappy. God don't want you to be nowhere you ain't got no peace. In, in the words of Tyler Perry slash my dear, if you can't come to your house and have no peace in your own house, something is wrong. Who the hell wants to live every day with somebody that they, they ain't got no peace? Who? And I'm telling you, speaking from experience, you can love somebody to death. But if you don't like them, if it's disrupting your peace, if it's keeping you from God the way that you need to be with God, if it's turning you into a whole different person that you don't even recognize, then baby girl, you need to let it go. (laughs) Baby boy, you need to let it go. And it's not just women. It's some men stuck in shady marriages because they don't want to be on child support or um, they want to make the woman happy or they feel like she was with them while they, you know, through that struggle love stage, they took them back every time they cheated so they have to repay them by getting married. You actually doing more harm to that lady than you was when you were cheating because now you're just cheating while you're married. And I know, I know I'm rambling on and off, but I'm like, this topic just been on my mind for real. And when I say, despite the fact that my marriage failed, I take it as a lesson learned. And I love the fact that now we're getting back to being friends. Whereas when we was married, we lost that friendship. We became robots of married life. We became mothers and fathers and protectors of our kids. But we, as a couple, as husband and wife, we got lost in the sauce. We really did. So, I can't speak for nobody else in their quest for marriage and, you know, rushing to do it or waiting on God. All I'm going to say is that life is too short to be unhappy. That's it. That's the main thing. I don't care if you've been married for two years, five years, seven years, 10, 15, 16, 20, 25, or more years. If you are not happy, the year 2022, it's time to do what makes you happy. Now, I'm not saying go out there and be a hoe. That's not what I'm saying. Do not misquote me because people will take what you say and run with it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this is the year to be selfish. And by being selfish, I mean the first four letters, S-E-L-F. 
work on yourself. Work on self. Can't nobody else make you happy if you're not happy. And you can get married, have the prettiest wedding, the most expensive wedding. I don't care what you do or how you hold on to a person. If you ain't happy with yourself, if you ain't happy on the inside, everything you do go crumble. And that's not wishing it on you. That's not predicting it on this. I'm stating facts. If you're not happy with yourself, if you don't have that self-esteem to build yourself up, nobody can do it for you. No man or woman. Nobody but God. And when you hit that point where you can't get no lower, God gonna be standing right there waiting on you. Which he's waiting now, but you know, sometimes we hard-headed and it takes us getting to our lowest point before we realize that only God can bring me up out of this. When if we had to just wait, waited on the Lord from the beginning, ask the Lord to reveal and remove. Ask the Lord to show you, is this man or woman for you? Then we wouldn't have been in that predicament. I'm telling y'all, if nobody else is proud of my progress, I am. Because I know I've changed a lot. And I know I've grown a lot. Some of the childish ways of thinking that I used to have, I don't have anymore. Some of the things I wanted to do, like spaz out and wreck havoc or just be crazy when things didn't, relationships didn't work out the way um, I wanted it to, I've grown past that. And I'm so proud of the woman that I'm becoming. And yes, my marriage failed. We didn't make it to 20 years. We didn't make it to 18 but I thank God for the 16 years we had of marriage because it taught me something. I learned a lot about myself, about relationship, about God in relationships. So that whether me and him end up remarrying and being together years down the road, or we both go out separate and remarry somebody else, I feel like I'll be better equipped with the word than to just jump into it like I did the first time. And again, I say, and and this is my thinking right now. The Lord may change it later. I'm not looking to get married again. I don't know why I feel that way right now, but I'm not looking to get married again. I'm not even looking forward to the dating stage because it is crazy out here. But when you know better, you do better. And y'all, I know better. I'm doing better. I will do better. And a simple prayer. Lord, reveal and remove anybody from my life that don't mean me no good. That simple prayer right there, it comes with big ramifications. Because when I say, when God starts moving and he moves fast, you're going to be shocked at the people that he removed from around you. You'll be shocked at the people that's holding you back. You'll be shocked at the people that wishing your downfall. That's hindering your blessings. Man, when I started praying that prayer every day, the people that God removed to removed from my life or that revealed to me that didn't mean me no good, it hurt. I'm talking about that thing hurt so bad because it be that your day one. 
your ace boom coon, people that you'll give your last to, and all along they was plotting behind your back. And when that when God is in your life on that, you don't even get mad no more. You just say thank you, Lord, for revealing and removing, and you keep it going. That's the peace. That's that sense of peace. That sense of knowing that the people that I have around me are all people that want to see me win. That's the ultimate goal. Wait on the Lord. That's it. Wait and ask Him to reveal and remove. I think my podcast went all over the place. But if I was to tell y'all about the night I had, Y'all understand why I can sit here and say with with perfect peace that regardless of what people say, God is not in every marriage. God is not in every relationship. And until you put God in that relationship or that marriage, you're going to always have issues. You're going to always have struggle love. You're going to always have problems because you're going to be out there trying to do it alone. And you can't win doing it alone. You can't. No marriage or relationship can survive with one person doing the work. It takes a team. And like they said, on not easily broken accord. You, that person, and God. That's it. That's the goal. And I'm not even saying that... Even with God in the midst of your relationship, you're not going to have issues. I'm just saying, with God, you're better able to handle them. I'm going to end that right there. But it's something to think about. Listen to my podcast. Subscribe. Let me know your thoughts on this.